Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world. With the most candid interviews, unforgettable stories, taking you beyond the ropes. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. Welcome, one and all. Pleasure to have your company here on the Fairways of Life show. Belated happy Labor Day to one and all. Uh, for those of you in the United States, it was a day for us to chill out yesterday and had a good time. You can tell once you see me on camera here that I am on the road today. Dom is off on vacation this week. Andrew is holding it all down in studio in Orlando. And those names that you saw at the start of our program represent the completed Ryder Cup teams on each of the respective sides. The United States, of course, with Scotty Scheffler, Wyndham Clark, Brian Harmon, Patrick Cantlay, Max Homa, and Xander Shoffley. And those first six are exactly as they earned their points, and it was the first six that qualified. From there, it were, it were captain's picks that completed the side. Sam Burns, Ricky Fowler, Brooks Kepka, Colin Morikawa, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas. On social media, on X, the, the former Twitter, right? This week, I put out... Uh, just kind of not so much a survey, but just to to canvas people and get their opinion. What did you think about the fact that uh, Keegan Bradley didn't get on that team? And you compared Keegan to the fact that he was inside uh, both Burns and Fowler and JT for points, but he didn't automatically qualify. In fairness, he didn't do that. But however, he was inside on the points list. Uh, he was a multiple time winner. This season, both Burns and Fowler won this season as well. They only won once. JT didn't win at all. And Keegan Bradley has a winning Ryder Cup record. Burns, of course, is a rookie. Fowler has a losing Ryder Cup record. And JT has an overwhelmingly positive Ryder Cup record. So it's not cut and dry, but I just wanted to see what people thought about that. And it kind of sets up the conversation for today because yesterday, Luke Donald, the European Ryder Cup captain, announced his picks. Now this, what you're looking at on your television screen, and I'm going to read through it for those of you with us on the radio side. Uh, this is the completed European Ryder Cup team as of less than 24 hours ago. Rory McIlroy, John Rahm, Bob McIntyre, Victor Hovland, Terrell Hatton, and Matt Fitzpatrick. And again, those are the six that qualify. Now bear in mind that they qualify in the European side, both on the world points and the DP world tour points. And then there were six captains picks and let's go through those six captains picks. So you understand who they are. The first one is Ludwig Aberg and what an incredible run it's been for him. He didn't turn professional until June, but the 22 year old did just win this past week on Sunday. And in a second, we're going to play some sound uh, from him because amongst other things that he was asked, bear in mind, this interview was done before he was announced officially on the team, but it was pretty clear that the die was cast on that one. Uh, it, it's incredible that he goes out and he wins the Omega European Masters. He has been so incredibly impressive, and it's exciting to have a young player like this playing in the Ryder Cup. Let's find out what his thoughts were immediately following the wake of his victory in the DP World Tour. Uh, I don't even know where to start. It's uh, it's a pretty surreal feeling, to be honest. Um, but uh, obviously, super, super happy. Uh, if you ask me, probably not. Probably not. But if you ask me if I could, probably, yeah. Um, so I've always kind of had that, you know, that I've been able to do it. But it's obviously, to do it as well is it's pretty cool. 
I mean, I figured a win uh, would, you know, would put me in a good position. But uh, honestly, I've been doing a pretty good job of not thinking about it too much. Um, I feel like, you know, I get reminded a lot. But I try to, you know, once I get on the golf course, it's just me and golf. And I've, uh, I've been doing a good job of that. And uh, luckily, you know, I was able to finish well today and, and win the tournament. Uh, I mean, it would mean the world, obviously. Uh, I think for anyone as a young golfer growing up in both in Sweden and in Europe, you, those are the tournaments and the events you want to be a part of. And, uh, you know, if I ever get the chance to be a part of that, obviously I'm going to be over the moon and, uh, you know, it'd be really cool. It, not only would it be really cool, it is going to be really cool because he is now officially on the team. That sound again coming after his victory on Sunday. The announcement made yesterday that Luke Donald has completed his team. Nikolai Hoygaard is one of those that has been picked. Now, Nikolai is another interesting story, too, because he is an identical twin, and his brother was also a winner on tour. Now, his brother wasn't picked for the team. He has said that he will be out there supporting his brother in all of his efforts at Marco Simone. But, again, it's another young player, and they seem to be following – if you look at, at Ludwig Edberg, for example, you got these players are all like 6'2", uh, lean, strong, tall. Uh, it's it's very and, – and when I say 6'2", it's ish because I could be on the low side of these guys. Uh, it's, it's incredible to see the way they're able to come out and the way that they are able to perform. What's more, uh, he has a victory at Marco Simone. He won the Italian Open there. Uh, which I thought was interesting to have on his in his memory. He was tied for fifth uh, at the same course, same tournament the last time it was played at Marco Simone. And he has seven top tens on the DP World Tour. Uh, so it's it's really interesting to see that here we have this young Swede that's introduced first, now this young Dane that's also going to be on the team. From there, he went with a veteran status in the form of Justin Rose. He won the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am on the PGA Tour this year. He uh, had top six finish in the players. He did top 10 in the major. Uh, plus, of course, the U.S. Open champion from 2013 brings that Ryder Cup experience. It will be his sixth appearance on the Ryder Cup to a team that will contain four rookies. Sepp Straka, who won the John Deere Classic on the PGA Tour, pre pretty much hangs his hat in the United States. Uh, he was second behind Brian Harmon at the Open, but he is Austrian. And... Uh, his pick for the team was one that uh, kind of seemed automatic, didn't it? And Tommy Fleetwood, uh, who, if you remember, went 4-1-0 and in his Ryder Cup debut back in 2018. That was the year that he did that. Well, although the, he, he hasn't had a victory uh, in this calendar year, 2023, he's had plenty of top tens since the start of the year, eight times in the DP World Tour and PGA Tours, to be exact. Now, the other person that was picked for this team was Shane Lowry, and that's the thing that's causing people to say uh, th th this was this was a, a kind of a surprising pick by Luke Donald because he had said that he was looking for players that were in form. Now, this quote where I was I was asking him about how much he's going to be using statistics when he was with us on the Fairways of Life show. Let's listen to what Captain Luke Donald had to say about the prospect of using stats. Uh, in order to pick who will be on his team. Because again, remember, the the leading into it, the whole conversation was, no, 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 this is about making sure that we have the best players in form right now. And so that's what I asked him about. So I, I'm not going to leave you guys waiting. I, I'm going to continue with my story, and then we'll get to, to Luke's sound in a second on the stats because it, it supports what I'm, what I'm talking about here. Uh, so he ended up picking... 2019 Open champion 
Shane Lowry. Uh, John Huggin, who writes for Golf Digest out of Europe, I thought had a really good synopsis in a few paragraphs about the significance of the pick. Now, again, you can find uh, John's work on golfdigest.com. And this article, he wrote the, the following, quoting uh, Luke Donald from yesterday. He said, I wanted a balance of youth and experience with my picks. So I'm excited about the next few weeks. We'll have a plan of action for success. We have some great talents. We have experience of the 12th. It's a great makeup. I couldn't be more happy, close quote. John Wright still, while clearly comfortable making his own cases for all six, Donald will surely bequeath himself some controversy, specifically his selection of former Open champion Shane Lowry over Australian Open, Irish Open, and Italian Open champion Adrian Moronk who currently sits third of the DP World Tour's race to Dubai standings. On multiple occasions during his captaincy, Donald insisted that he would be looking to select informed players, saying, quote, you really want players who are informed in the two months leading to the Ryder Cup, close quote. Donald told Sky Sports only recently that is the ultimate goal. In the end, however, the former world number one hasn't stuck to it entirely, not in Lowry's case anyway, which is perhaps why in a Zoom call today with journalists, Donald was noticeably reluctant to address directly the question of Moronk's exclusion. He said, quote, I made a lot of calls yesterday, about 25 in total. Six were to the captain's picks and two to the new automatic qualifiers, Bob McIntyre and Matt Fitzpatrick. I considered a lot of people throughout the year. By the time Sunday came around, that was narrowed to a few. Adrian was one of those for sure. He did a lot of great stuff throughout the year and was very much on my mind. But there were a lot of other players, too. In the end, I'm happy with my six picks. All right. To that point, in terms of how how he was going to sort through what his thinking was, here is Luke Donald on using statistics to make these picks. It's something I I look at and it's something uh, I'll definitely use. Uh, It it won't uh, define uh, my captaincy. Uh, I certainly won't be just putting my pairings out based solely on, on statistics. You know, I think there's more to it than that. I think I'm a little bit old school, um, but I also want to use technology. You know, if you look back at my first ride in 04, we didn't have any of these statistics, you know. Um, but you know, having spoken with Bernard Langer um, and, and with, with him being my first captain, you know, he, he, he told me how, how important it was to, to look at how a player played and whether, how you match that to the golf course. You know, and that was one of the reasons he picked me. And uh, he thought I, my, my game kind of suited uh, Oakland Hills quite well. Um, so, you know, even back then, uh, you know, people were looking at, at statistics and, and Captain Lang was very switched on with, with that kind of stuff. But, and we have so much more information at, the, uh, at our fingertips right now. So it's about using that, but using your gut instinct, um, you know, not just matching players statistically, but using personality matchups as well. All right. So back to John's article where where we continue on this discussion, uh, having that interlude with Luke Donald about statistics, but where he said at the end, following your gut instinct, John writes um, uh, that Shane Lowry was a member of the losing 2021 European Ryder Cup side at Whistling Straits. The Irishman has struggled to repeat anything like the performance level that saw him lift the Claret Jug at Royal Port Rush back in 2019. In nine counting starts in the DP World Tour and PGA Tours this year, Lowry has one top 10, 
a top five at the Honda Classic back in February. Otherwise, his best finishes are a brace of tied for 12s at the PGA Championship and the Genesis Scottish Open. In his most recent appearance following his failure to make the FedEx Cup playoffs, Lowry missed the cut at the Czech Masters, repeating the mediocre play that saw him take the weekend off at the Open. As a result of that and more of the same over the last few months, the 36-year-old has dropped 17 places in the world ranking since January 1, as early as the Hero Cup matches between Great Britain and Ireland and the continent of Europe and Abu Dhabi, from which he emerged pointless. That was clear. Sadly, for no obvious, for someone so obviously gifted, he is anything but informed. Donald said, quote, I don't have any worries about Shane in, in defense of his selection. Continue, he said, he's a big-time player who steps up in the moments. We saw that two years ago at Whistling Straits. He has a great passion for the Ryder Cup. He was great, uh, and to see his commitment when he uh, felt to to Prague a couple of weeks ago. Uh, also, he didn't play his best there. He struggled on the greens. Next two weeks are important for him. He'll feel confident in Ireland and at Wentworth. It wouldn't surprise me if it didn't go well in those two events. Uh, Shane is a big time player. He turns up in those moments again, reiterating what he said uh, when, when he said that Shane is going to be there for the European Ryder Cup team. Those quotes coming from Luke Donald. Again, this is an article from, from John Huggin. And I think it's very well done. You can find it at golfdigest.com. And he writes in contrast to Lowry's recent struggles. And apart from his three victories in national opens over the last year or so, Marunk owns an aggressive style of play that would surely come in more than handy, at least in Ryder Cup four balls. He is a prolific maker of birdies. Last week at the European Masters, he made 20 plus an eagle en route to a solid tie for 13 finish. Plus, his overall form has been excellent over the past few months. This year, he has five top tens in the DP World Tour, including a win in the Italian Open at Marco Simone course that will host the Ryder Cup. Three more top 20 finishes dot his 2023 record. Really Interesting. And John summarizes his discussion about Shane Lowry getting picked over Adrian as saying, on the face of all available evidence, Lowry's inclusion and Marunk's omission together represent a tough to figure U-turn for the European skipper. So it sounds like when, when it comes to captain's picks, whether we're talking about Team USA or whether we're talking uh, about the European side, certainly there is a grounds for uh, call a controversy if you want, but at least discussion about what those picks are. Hey, congratulations to the United States Walker Cup team with their performance at St. Andrews. I was hearing from people left and right over the last few days because you remember it was just a few short weeks ago that we were at St. Andrews with a big group of all of you, and we had such a great time. And we had weather that was very similar to what they had, which was for the most part, it was sunny. And, and I know it's a relative term by comparison, but it was warm. Uh, there was many times that we were out in just short sleeves playing golf uh, in and around the old course and St. Andrews and, and that brilliant part of Scotland. It was, it was so incredible and so inspiring, and it was fun to watch a competition for the Walker Cup as well. So congratulations to Team USA with that. When we come back here on the Fairways of Life show, we're going to welcome one of our partners for the show to talk about something that I know is critically important to all of you, and that is what is the right golf ball for you in your game, what is new in the marketplace relative to the same? That's a path that we're going to go down as we continue. The Fairways of Life show is presented by the number one golf retailer in all of America. It is the PGA Tour Superstore, more than 60 big, beautiful stores spread out from 
coast to coast. You need it, you're going to be able to find it for your game there, and you can do it with assurance because you're shopping with the pros. Where? At your happy place. Relax. Easy now. Find your happy place. The PGA Tour Superstore. It's all in the hips. Where every swing is possible. Just tap it in. Yes! <laughs> Find all the latest gear, apparel, and personalized club fittings. Is this goodbye? We've only just begun. Shop with the pros at Golf's Happy Place, the PGA Tour Superstore. In Ireland, golf is more than just a game. Come and experience our world-famous Lynx courses and our world-famous Parkland courses, all set alongside world-famous scenery. And visit our world-famous historic sites. And while you're here, enjoy our world-famous hospitality. Fill your heart with Ireland at ireland.com forward slash golf. It screams. It tracks. It's soft. It reacts. It is the Bridgestone Tour B with a game-changing reactive cover designed to spring faster off your driver and stick longer to your wedges. Try Bridgestone's Tour Bs. The Tour Ball reinvented. The Gen 6 Iron is a culmination of everything that we have learned as a team. The absolute best golf club I've ever hit. It's something special. Say hello to the new PXG Gen 6 Iron. The longest, most accurate irons we've ever made. They go higher and farther than any iron that I have hit to date. And they're so easy to hit. Super excited for the consumer to try this. They're going to love them. PXG, nobody makes golf clubs the way we do, period. Baseball? Nah. Football? Done it. I think I'm going to go after the PGA Tour. Bo, you're going to need the right equipment company. I think I got that. You know Tour Edge backs all their clubs with a lifetime warranty. I know. They ship all their premium custom clubs in 48 hours. I know. All their premium clubs are hand-built in the USA. I know. You know Tour Edge has won 35 times out here. Guys, I know. Pound for pound, nothing comes close. This is the Wiz. It tracks your swing in real time. Got it. One zero one gives you feedback in real time. Instead of guessing, I get the direct feedback. The Wiz have really helped me to keep that consistent swing. You can go out there on your own and just hit balls, and it'll fix your golf game. Transition on plane. The Wiz sold exclusively at thewizgolf.com. As we welcome you back to the Fairways of Life show on this Monday, hope you got Tuesday, actually. I hope you guys had a great Monday for Labor Day. Uh, those of you who are joining us uh, throughout the United States, welcome one and all from wherever part of the world uh, you are joining us. The Fairways of Life show is the only daily live golf talk and news show that is available around the globe, and it is available to all of you for free. We're super excited and super proud about that. Uh, this weekend, we're on our national television broadcast, which... It's incredible how that has taken off, and, I, and, and we thank all you guys for, for the support that you've shown us. It, it, it now reaches, when it's all said and done, I'll, because the show airs multiple times and all in affiliates throughout the country, uh, it reaches 180 million homes. And, and because we get Nielsen ratings from that show, 
uh, which is when you're, it's, it's funny because we have found on the digital side of what we do, which we've told you many times, the primary reason we do it is because it keeps us connected, keeps us engaged. We, we love to do it and there's nobody else doing it. So those are all pretty strong reasons. But when it comes to, to digital data of what you do, it seems to be shrouded in mystery. Uh, so it's really difficult to get good data. Uh, the, the data that usually people use to, co to compare you to others is, again, shrouded in what data they, they provide. Uh, so when it comes to the national television show, the reason why we're so excited about it is we get actually Nielsen ratings. And right now we know that uh, each show, the ratings that they are doing are larger than the networks devoted to the game. It's that big of what's happening from coast to coast. And it's super exciting for us. And again, we thank all of you guys primarily for that. We're, we're also very appreciative of who all of our partners are because we're, as you can imagine, very serious and diligent about who we pick as partners and why. Um, and Bridgestone has been a longtime partner of ours because they their approach to golf balls is the best approach in the industry, which is to say that no one golf ball is the perfect golf ball for all players. Now, when you hear that, it sounds like a celebration of the obvious, right? It sounds like something, well, of course that's the case. What, what piece of golf equipment could possibly be the perfect piece of equipment for every player? It's impossible in any other facet of the game. So how could it not be the same when we're talking about golf balls? Uh, Elliot Mello is joining us. He is the marketing manager for golf balls for Bridgestone. And I, we wanted to have him on today because we thought it was a good time a year to go, hey, how are things going? What is going on with Bridgestone, who has been revolutionary in making sure people are fit for their proper golf ball, and what's new uh, from coming out from Bridgestone? So we say good day to you, Ellie. How are things going? How's your year? Rocking and rolling, man. I mean, I'm not uh, I'm not sitting in my lanai by the poolside like you are, but uh, all things are good. Good. Uh, and how has a year gone for Bridgestone golf so far? It's been good. It's been uh, you know, golf continues to to rock and roll. You know, as as we talk about, as you talk about with the with the listeners, the you know the game continues to to blossom and to flourish. Uh, we've had a lot of new and returning golfers that we've all um, had the, the opportunity to play with, and um, you know, a new point of view on golf, and I think it's been fun. Yeah, it absolutely has been fun. The, the kind of uh, it, it's respect for the people that are the foundation of the game and have been, uh, but also welcoming in new people uh, into the sport. It's It's been a success, I think, in, in every regard and every measure. So let's go down the road of measure. Uh, you heard me talking a little bit about, I think, what distinguishes Bridgestone Golf and has for so long, that you guys make sure that people are playing the golf ball that is best for them. Can you give us a little more insight into the importance of that and just how significant it's been for you guys? Yes, I mean, I think from a from a foundational standpoint, Bridgestone, we're all about performance. We're all about polymer science. Um, but to your point, from a consumer-facing standpoint, we're all about ball fitting, right? And so we know people are going to have a better experience if they play a golf ball that best suits their needs, best suits their game. Um, and so from a ball fitting standpoint, we use ball fitting to help consumers identify the best product for their needs. Uh, but then on the flip side of that, we actually use ball fitting data to help us design and redesign all the golf balls, right? So every ball in the portfolio has been designed and redesigned based around how consumers actually hit them and how we know they interact with them and how they compress them, et cetera. So, you know, you look at the top of the portfolio, you see Tiger on the screen there. You know, he plays, you know, the Tour B series, right? So the Tour mm -hmm. B has four models that are designed um, for phenomenal performance tee to green. So... 
Torby X and XS are for the players that swing over 105 miles per hour. The X is a little bit more distance oriented. The XS is a little bit more spin oriented. And then for those uh, mere mortals, like myself, for example, um, the lower compression um, and the RX and the RXS. And then the E-Series is all about distance performance, right? So the E-Series is about how do, we, how do we get as long as we can possibly be off the tee in an efficient way. So the E-12 contact, uh, all about optimizing uh, launch conditions, optimizing driver spin so that we can create a long straight drive. The E9 product, the new E9 long drive, was co-designed by the players of the World Long Drive Championship. And so it's all about how do we optimize maximum distance, maximum ball speed, carry the ball as far as we possibly can. And then the E6 has been our longest running product and our best selling product. And it is, it's all about a soft feel and a, and a great sensation and impact. Okay, so Elliot, if I can, particularly with the three that you just went through, the, the E6 and the E9 and the E12, and I say this hesitantly because I realize that you guys want to make sure people are fit to make sure the ball's right for them. And you can do that, folks, by logging on to, to Bridgestone Golf's website. But could you take us through the profile of the different consumers for, for, for the 6, 9, and the 12? Yeah, so the E12 is a very high-performance golf ball. It's all about straight distance. So when we say straight distance, what we're meaning by that is um, optimizing launch conditions, optimizing uh, spin rates off the driver on all clubs, really, for that matter. Um, but the E9 is all about forgiveness, and you've seen it on the screen there right now. Um, it has more contact time, and so it has a contact force dimple that allows it to have 38% uh, more contact and impact. And by having more contact, it allows the club to control the shot better. And so the E9 is a very high performance golf ball. The that being sorry, the E12 is a very high performance golf ball for straight distance. The E9 is a product that we co-designed with the World Long Drive guys. Um, and so the E9 is, um, it's all about maximizing carry distance. And so how do we keep the ball in the air as long as possible? How do we have a lower drag coefficient? How do we have better performance in the wind, et cetera? And so the E9 is all about maximum carry distance, maximum overall distance. And um, co-designed by World Long Drive, uh, who's in the middle of their uh, their major season right now. Um, and then the E6 is our longest standing golf ball in the line. That's the one in the orange package. Uh, and the E6 is all about a soft feel, very easy to compress, uh, maximum compression, maximum ball speed, et cetera. So the E-Series the e is, is a distance-oriented line. It's, um, it's a line that has a lot of heritage with us at Bridgetown, and it's mm -hmm. something that we're very excited about. Cool. Can can I ask you too, Elliot, in terms of the average uh, uh, price points for for those golf balls and and how people can connect there as well? If if they because I know a lot of people from my days on the retail side buy to price point too. Yeah, yeah. So the E12 is at thirty five dollars, thirty four ninety nine. The E9 is at twenty nine ninety nine, highest performing product at that price point, and then the E6 is at twenty four ninety nine. Um, and so kind of a nice delineation of the three. Well, awesome, man. We are super excited and super proud that we're able to represent Bridgestone. I know the impact that you guys have made in the marketplace. Uh, the, the price points you just went through are important for a lot of people nowadays to make sure they get a good golf ball at a good price. The fact that you make sure that the performance matches not only a player's goals, but a player's ability and their particular game. And the fact that they can learn about this and work on this on your website is incredibly unique. You guys really did change the industry when you started 
started doing this a few years ago and you continue to be in the forefront of the same. So for that, Elliot, to you and everybody at Bridgestone Golf, thank you for all that you do. And we very much appreciate your association with us. Thanks, man. Appreciate the partnership, buddy. It's good to see you, my friend. The water's fine. Jump in anytime. All right, folks, if you want to make sure your game is the best that it possibly can be, log on to dewizgolf.com and see this incredible wearable device that will allow you to know your game like you've never known it before. Because with DeWiz, it is really a swing monitor. It's going to tell you where your game is, whether you're talking about swing playing, whether you're talking about tempo or a whole myriad of other data points. And once you get all this data back, it becomes a swing modifier because not only do you know where your swing is, but you can see where it needs to be as you continue to improve. Short, there's nothing else like it in the game of golf. Log on to dewizgolf.com and you can see it for yourself. When we come back, I'm going to find out what you guys are thinking on this Tuesday morning. More of the Fairways of Life show right after this. I guess, hello world, huh? <laughs> and with one subtle hello, Tiger began an amazing and unthinkable career. I've done it for 20 years now with, with Bridgestone. It allows me to play an aggressive style around the greens, and it's allowed me to win a lot of tournaments. Bridgestone Golf, proud to be part of your journey. Boyne Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern Lower Peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to boynegolf.com. This is the Wiz. It tracks your swing in real time. Got it. One, zero, one. Gives you feedback in real time. Instead of guessing, I get the direct feedback. The Wiz have really helped me to keep that consistent swing. You can go out there on your own and just hit balls and it'll fix your golf game. Transition on plane. The Wiz, sold exclusively at thewizgolf.com. Easy now. Find your happy place. The PGA Tour Superstore. It's all in the hips. Where every swing is possible. Just tap it in. Yes! <laughs> Find all the latest gear, apparel, and personalized club fittings. Is this goodbye? We've only just begun. Shop with the pros at Golf's Happy Place, the PGA Tour Superstore. What if we started a company and the company was under no time constraints, no financial constraints? The one constraint is their clubs had to be exceptional performers and much better than any other alternative. I was told time and again it'll never work. It worked like a house of fire. And I'll tell you what, I think our customers love it. BXG, nobody makes golf clubs the way we do, period. 
Zero Friction introduces the Wheel Pro Push Cart Golf Bag with its revolutionary three-in-one design, supportive legs that spring into action, a comfort grip handle with three locking positions, accessories for the modern golfer enhanced by seven pockets for more storage, and removable all-terrain wheels which slide right into place. The new Zero Friction Wheel Pro Golf Bag checks every box for every golfer. Push, carry, or cart. The decision is yours thanks to Zero Friction. Head to ZeroFriction.com today. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show. Pleasure to have your company this Tuesday from wherever around the globe you're joining us. Thank you to Elliot for joining us from Bridgestone Golf, talking a little bit more about some of the new products that they are coming out with. Um, thoughts are with Jimmy Buffett. I'm sure you guys heard the news that he has passed away at the age of 76 years old. And it was, I, I, I hope for, for, all of you, the guy for a guy that has brought so much joy to, to millions and millions of people for so long, an opportunity too to realize that his is a legacy that can continue to give back in other areas. When you realize that Jimmy Buffett died of skin cancer, I'm not sure if you guys were aware of that. It, he had he had a, a very aggressive and rare skin cancer called Merkel cell uh, carcinoma, and he'd been dealing with it from reports over the course of the last few years and it, the conditions that, that were dangerous uh, became much more so in the last few weeks. He, he had, uh, he appeared at an event uh, that said in July in Rhode Island. Uh, but by the end of August, he was in hospice. And of course he passed away uh, on, on the first. And the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm bringing that up. And for those of you who, who have watched the show for a number of years, uh, know that I'm, I urge all of you to go see a dermatologist. Uh, if if you're a sportsman, if you love golf, uh, if you're outside a sports person, I should say, because it's it's it doesn't discriminate against gender. Um, uh, and also, I guess it, it it's on a personal level for me because I have skin cancer uh, and I deal with it nonstop. I have to go to the. It's every two to three weeks that I'm at the dermatologist. Um, I have um, uh, skin cancer that needs to be operated on again right now. Uh, I have five or six other spots that are on the verge of that, that we're, we're treating with a, with a medicine called Iniquimod. Um I also use a, a, a different medication for, for a different type of skin cancer because there are different types, as you know. Uh, melanoma is the one that most people are familiar with because that is by and large the most dangerous, not to take away from the Merkel cell carcinoma that, that Jimmy had that took his life. Uh, it's just that the Merkel cell is in, incredibly, incredibly rare and, it, and it's very, very aggressive. Um, so the reason I mention that to you is that if you know, for, for golfers in particular, if you know that there are skin cancers that can be that aggressive and they get down into the tissues and down into the muscles and down into the bones and into your lymph nodes, which just carry it throughout your body like it's a superhighway. And, and when, you, when you recognize and you know that it can be lethal, this, this can and does kill people. And we just saw it with someone of the prominence of Jimmy Buffett taking far, far too soon for, for so many. Uh, so Eddie, I'm, I'm mentioning it to you today. One, because uh, like everybody kind of feeling the loss of, of someone of that stature who we had so much fun listening to. It was such a great vibe uh, in realizing that all of us can, can do and should do whatever we can to help protect ourselves uh, by simply going to see a dermatologist. And 
and as I'm giving you this message, I fully realize that someone's life is probably going to be saved by, by just hearing this today and taking the time to do this. That's how important it is. Uh, and that's how much we care about all of you to make sure that you do the same. And it's coming from a person that in my case, I don't think it would be an exaggeration to say, and I'm not doing it for sensationalism. I'm just doing it from a point of realism. I'm pretty much riddled with skin cancer. It's, it's the Irish curse. And uh, I think, and I hope, and I pray that, that all of us that stay diligent with it and stay on top of it, have the opportunity to, to, uh, you know, catch it early. It's kind of funny with me because I'm at a point now where, you know, I, I will have people come up that I know and they'll say, Hey, what do you think about this, this spot? And I pretty much can look at it and know if it's something that they need to have a professional look at. And more often than not, probably 80, 90%, the answer is if you see something that's not normal or something that hadn't been there before, normally what happens, people look at it and go, I go, how long has that been there? I don't know, at least six months, which means it's probably been there more than a year or two. Uh, when you have that, you need to have someone look at it. And and the the, the skin cancer, uh, when, when they come out as the lesions that they do, uh, they can be a little tiny white dot. It can be just a, a slight discoloration. There's a whole variety of different things uh, that can represent what, what this skin cancer is and, and, and how it manifests itself on you. It can be raised. It can be a red spot. Uh, it, can be, it can be scaly. It can bleed. Uh, there's a whole variety of different things. What I'm saying is don't assume that if it doesn't look like something that you've heard or seen from somebody else, that there's no reason to be concerned about it. Even a mole is something that you should have checked out. Uh, and it's so easy to do. It, can, it literally can save your life. And, and we want you out on the golf course and we want you amongst us in the world. So please do be aggressive with it on your own. Thanks for letting me climb up on the soapbox with that. All right, let's find out what you guys are saying from around the world as you join us today. Robert and Strider both say hello and good morning. Uh, Michael says the same thing. Uh, Derek says, I think this is recorded. No, it isn't recorded. It is live. Uh, he also says that he feels for Moronk. And I, and I assume that a lot of people are. Uh, Paul writes in and says he's third in DP rankings and not picked. What? Uh, let's see. Derek says Lowry is the, the European team. Team's JT is what he's saying. And, and I know a lot of people are going to be making that kind of comparison. Uh, let's see. Uh, Paul says that the U.S. team should win easily and that Rory can take full responsibility. Okay, not sure what that's all about. Uh, Lowry said he was at a golf club. Rhyming? Not sure what all that meant. Uh, Michael says he's excited about uh, Ludwig making it. Uh, Sean says he'll take Shane over JT. Uh, Derek is is mentioning the fact that uh, Marunk won on Marco Simone. He did. Uh, Paul says that the Euro team, the Euro team, uh, is more like a British team. He's saying. Someone else says uh, putting Rose in the team makes sense. Lowry uh, is a very questionable pick. Uh, Marunk on the. On the rider course, that's true. These are all these are all your messages coming. That's why I'm reading through these things. It says it, it, someone someone noted Andrew, you'll love this. It says the captain's picks are in alphabetical order. That's not actually how they were picked or ranked. Correct. And then someone else wrote back and said, "Yeah, it's the same as U.S. picks. They're in alpha order. Whatever." Uh, Justin Rose had a great spring, but he slipped a lot of late. He's not playing great golf. 
Someone else says Moronk got screwed. Another says uh, Shane Lowry plays with emotion. That's from Bob. He says, I remember seeing that at Whistling Straits. Let's see. There's so much coming in here about this. I'm just Rose and Fleetwood would be a good pairing. Oh, that would be interesting. Someone says American picks were friends of Tiger. Okay. I love that shot that uh, Andrew has up there. Fleetwood from 18. Somebody else says, I guess you need to pick older players when the Euro Legends on Live are banned. Someone else says, Michael says, uh, none of the, the Euro Live guys deserve to be on the squad as much as I hate to say it, as I like them all. Problem is they're past their prime, which partially explains why they left for Live. However, and uh, you know, I'm sure there you're talking about players like Graham or, or Lee or, or, um, any one of these players that could have been Ryder Cup captains, of which Henrik definitely was, uh, lost it because of the fact that he went to live. And it's a question whether we can we can come back around on that again. Um, you know, Ian, to not have those players involved, and I'm not saying necessarily to put them on the team, because I don't think any of them would have got a sniff of that. But I am talking about the fact that they're not physically there. They're not involved and I hope that as things call it the dust settle, I hope as the dust settles and all this stuff that these players who were the heart and soul for the European side for so much time that they're not lost somewhere in the mix of, of what's happening with all of this stuff. Uh, someone says that Dom's on holiday called him Fluffy. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Bob says, uh, well said, Matt, everyone should get a yearly exam, at least make friends with a dermatologist. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Raffles says hi from Yorkshire in the UK. Uh, Nancy says, thanks for this, Matt. My, my husband is also an Irishman who goes every six months and has stayed safe. Uh, sleeves are great too. Covering up is definitely great. So that's just a quick little look at what's going on. So yeah, great day today. I appreciate having uh, Elliot on the show. It was cool to know where we stand with the Ryder Cup uh, points and and the and then the captains picks respectively on both the U.S. side and on the European side. Tomorrow we're going to go a, a little bit deeper in terms of not only the United States Ryder Cup team, but hearing from more from Luke Donald on his thoughts about the European Ryder Cup team and Stacy Lewis, uh, who is the captain of the United States Solheim Cup team. Remember, they're going to be playing the week before. Uh, the men play at Marcus Simone, the European side and the U.S. side uh, will be playing in Spain for the Solheim Cup. So we're going to take a deeper look at that. Plus, another thing which I think is going to be really fun on tomorrow's show is that we're going to have a World Golf Hall of Fame legend that we're going to pick the brain from with some stories about the Ryder Cup and what it's like to compete in a Ryder Cup and how unique it is when you're out there with, from a pressure standpoint, I mean, we always see these players seemingly be able to perform regardless of circumstance. Well, what's it like when your knees are shaking so bad that you're actually glad that you're wearing a uh, long trousers, long pants so that everyone can't see your knees bobbing back and forth stories such as that. What was it like to really compete against 
the legends of the game alongside of or against when you're talking about the likes of Seve and more. So all of that is coming up on tomorrow's show. Thank you to all of you who were very much engaged today. Sorry, I couldn't get to more of the messages. I'll be honest with you, they kind of overwhelmed me. There were so many of them. Thank you to Elliot for joining us in the show and talking us through the golf balls. And we're very much looking forward to your company the next time we are together on tomorrow's show. Until then, be well and goodbye for now.